Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Back with another episode of the Dynasteers podcast. I am one of your hosts, Darius Capers, a.k.a. Kung Fu Cape on the Twitch, a.k.a. Darius Capers yeah. on the social medias. Merry Christmas to all and to all. Hope you had a great, great Christmas with your family. I have with me my brother. What's going on, everybody? Hope everybody is well. God bless. Sending our love, sending our care, our happiness to every single family on this holiday season. It is your boy. It is your partner. It is your player, your favorite Omega man, Henry Capers Jr., and you can always find me. You can always catch me doing something in the community on a weekly basis. But it's so glad to be coming to you today from good old Durham, North Carolina. You can follow me on long, at Long Live My Reign, all caps on Instagram. You can all check, always check us out at Capers Cares Foundation on Instagram as well. Man, it's been a great year. So glad they've been doing the work we've done this year. So uh, we we still doing it, man. We still in the grind, bro. Oh, yeah, always grinding, always trying to all the time, whatever we can, man. That's what this is all about, man. Truly, truly appreciate you for making time. Yeah, another great episode of the Dynasties, man. So, on the last time we talked to you guys, it was actually a Capes Corners episode. This is going to be a normal episode, you know, a normal the Dynasties podcast, just a little regular, regular episode, just to kind of give y'all a little update on what's going on in the NFL world especially since the Christmas season has came and went. The Christmas games have came and went. A lot has happened in the last eight to ten days in the NFL, man. Yeah. Where do we start? Where do we start? The season is getting close towards the end, and this is really the playoff push for a lot of teams if we're looking at the current standings in each conference. Uh, Looking at the AFC first, the Bills and the Chiefs are tied atop the conference right now at 12 and 3. Um, the, the Bills do have the one seed right now based on that tie break and based off of a better conference record. But the Bills are right there. They're a game behind. They're both 12 and 3. The three seed who also is already clinched is the Cincinnati Bengals. They're 11 and 4. They are looking as a three seed, as dangerous of a three seed as ever. Another team that has clinched from that same division is the Baltimore Ravens at 10 and 5. That four seed is still up for grabs with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. They're both tied at 7 and 8, but the Jags do have that that uh they do have the tie break between the two teams. They're the four seed right now. Six seed, the LA Chargers, and the seven seed right now is the Miami Dolphins, but they only have a game lead on the Patriots and the Jets. So uh, we actually, Henry and I, had a conversation about this off air, looking at a couple of the games over this Christmas holiday, and we really were just like surprised to see how close the playoff race is this year. With the yeah. seven teams, it's just a lot of teams that are at that eight and seven, seven and eight threshold. Sometimes even six and nine that have a shot to get in, especially in the NFC. The NFC is paced right now by the Philadelphia Eagles at thirteen and two. They came off of a of a tough loss without their leader this past. Uh, Saturday, uh, but they are still pacing the conference. Number two is the Minnesota Vikings at 12 and three. Number three is the San Francisco 49ers at 11 and four. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my Super Bowl pick, still pacing that division, but they do have a game up on the Panthers. Next week will be big for both of those teams. And the five seed is the Dallas Cowboys. They clinched upon 
well, actually, last week they clinched. They they yeah. they, they tripped into the playoffs, but they showed that they can be a, a tough playoff out this past week. The sixth seed is the New York Giants, and the seventh seed is the Washington Commanders at seven seven and one, and the Giants are eight six and one respectively. A couple teams in the NFC that are still jockeying for position. Seattle seven and eight. The Detroit Lions are seven and eight. The Green Bay Packers are seven and eight. Carolina and the Saints are six and nine. So that NFC South is by no means already decided, and we actually can see four teams from one division make the playoffs in this conference as well. So Henry, kind of just taking that topic we had off off cam on cam. What is what is a team? from each conference that you're really liking that you really think that's not in that playoff threshold right now, but can possibly make a playoff run and, and knock a team out. That's a good question, right? Because when I think playoff teams, it's unfortunate because there has to be at least one representative from each division. And so right now the team on the bubble that is in the most danger is the Washington commanders. And I think that, well, I think the Washington Commanders have a really strong team, and I think they have a defense that is designed for postseason play. They have a strong defensive team. There are still some deficiencies on offense. And so I wouldn't be surprised if the Commanders do not make the playoffs this year. Uh, no matter how hard they're trying, they're clawing tooth and nail to try to get in. But I'm just not certain that they have what they need to be able to cross the finish line. Uh, they haven't won some of the games that they need to have won. And that's what's concerning to me. Um, I sat down and I watched uh, like Good Morning NFL. I think that's the name of the show or NFL Morning or something like that. Like Good that. Morning for something like that, right, on ESPN earlier today. And there's a lot of specula- uh, speculation that they believe uh, the Saints will get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I would have to disagree because offensively the Saints don't give me much. Alvin Kamara hasn't had the very best year. Um, They haven't really had much success outside of Chris Olave. There have been a lot of quarterback changes from Taysom Hill to uh, Andy Dalton, trying to figure out what they're going to do there. I don't even think uh, Jamison Winston, Jameis Winston even plays anymore, you know. So trying to figure out what they're going to do in that quarterback room still leaves me too many questions uh, with what is next for them. And so if you ask me what team is going to take that seventh spot, I would not be surprised. I told you this earlier today. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Green Bay Packers. I wouldn't be surprised of all the teams that are trying to squeeze into the playoffs that are on the bubble for the NFC right now. You've got Seattle. You've got Detroit. You've got Green Bay. You've got Carolina. You've got the Saints. There's one player of across all five of those teams that you can truly hang your hat on. And that would be Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the best player of the five teams that we've named. There is no better player on the Seattle Seahawks than Aaron Rodgers. There's no better player on the Detroit Lions than Aaron Rodgers, nor on the Carolina Panthers or the Saints. And so if you're just asking me pure talent, what is the deficiency for the Packers? I question uh, their their offensive options. I question a little bit of their defense, but you cannot question, and there's no denying the success that Aaron Rodgers can have when giving an opportunity. And I think here's a really good chance where that division needs a second team to get in. Um, We've already seen from that division that Chicago is out. We see that that division has already had the Vikings 
hold it down. Right. You know, and so who is that second team? Who is that second team from the NFC North that will get in? I think they have a little bit more mustard than Detroit does. I think they have a little bit more mustard than Detroit. And so that's why I think Green Bay is my pick for that seven seed. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants find themselves sliding out as well. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants find themselves sliding out as well because I think the Giants have a tough slate of schedule, a uh, tough slate of games over the next couple of weeks. You know, so we'll see. I know the Giants run into the Colts. That's a winnable game, but I've seen the Giants, you know, drop the ball before. Offensively, they just truly need a quarterback. Right now, they they have a quarterback who couldn't hit the ocean if he was standing on the beach, man. Like, they need a quarterback. And I I don't see them winning the next two games because the Giants have the Eagles week 18. I don't see them beating the Eagles. So if they win this next week's game and they lose the following game, that makes them nine and nine, seven and one, nine, seven and one. That one tie causes you to spiral. If Washington wins their next two games, if Green Bay decides to win their next two games, even if Detroit decides to win their next two games, that causes your team to spiral. So I would have to say, I have to say Green Bay gets in in my mind. I would think that it could be between Washington or the Giants who don't get in. I think more likely than not Washington, just because all four of those teams from that division, the NFC East, are in the playoff picture. But I would like to hope that Washington is the team that takes that spot from the Giants. So. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm definitely a fan of the way the Packers have been playing as of late, especially the Packers have been playing some great football. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is actually showing like he's committed to the team, which the crazy thing would have been if he would have been this committed to the team all year from the off season until now, who's to say where they could have been. They could have easily been, been concrete in the playoffs, but uh, I, I like them for my. Well, see, here's the thing, though, right? You said something that I think is important to note that Aaron Rodgers is is starting to now look more committed to the team than he has all year, and I think it's because Aaron didn't believe that the team would go in a different direction at quarterback if they needed to. Right. Aaron didn't believe that Jordan Love would come in and play. And if he didn't believe, and even if he believed Jordan Love would come in and play, I don't think he thought Jordan Love would come in and play well. And with the limited reps that we've seen from Jordan Love, he's a good football player. He's a good football player. There's no question about it. Jordan Love has not gone out and lit lit it up for 304 tuds. He ain't gone and won nine straight. He hasn't made it to an NFC championship game yet. But what I can say about Jordan Love is when given the opportunities this season, every throw he threw, he made. Those yeah. were – go back and watch the game where he stepped in for Aaron when Aaron got hurt. They were already down. Jordan Love had to come in and throw the football, and what did he do? He made throw after throw after throw. Do so, you believe that was because of the 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 pressure being basically negative zero? Because, I mean – in a situation like that, 
like you said, they were already getting blown out. If I'm not mistaken, it was against San Francisco that they were getting beat pretty bad. And I can I can actually I actually want to go back and look at that just to make certain. But I know they were they were getting beat pretty bad. And he yeah. came in and I mean he was able to just kind of let his hair down in a sense and really just go out there and play. Uh let me because I mean when you don't have pressure, bro, it's easy for you to go out there and make throws, go out there and look like something versus when you when you have pressure. Excuse me, it was Philly. That's what it was, it was. Philly, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't San Fran, it was Philly. I knew it was one of the top teams in the NFC that the game was against. Right. Aaron was not looking looking like Aaron Rodgers. He did mm-hmm. come in six of nine, 113 yards and a touchdown. He did make all the throws. He made tremendous decisions mm-hmm. quickly on the fly. The game was getting away from them. And if it wasn't coming and giving that spark of energy, then who's to know it could have been worse than what it was. So I sure. truly do agree with you on that. He does make the throws that are there. But if he has to fill the shoes of a four-time MVP, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, mm-hmm. probably the third greatest quarterback of this last 20 years behind only Tom Brady and well and Peyton Manning, maybe Drew Brees, but he's de- he's he's definitely top five. He's better than Drew in my mind, but I get what you're saying. Drew. Okay, yeah. so but regardless, top three, because I would definitely put yeah. Peyton Tom over him. Right. That's a lot of pressure. That is substantial pressure. Like who knew that Aaron Rodgers was going to come in and be what he was when he sure. was for Brett Favre? Brett Favre's a Super Bowl yeah. champion. Brett Favre's an MVP. Sure. That pressure either is going to make you or break you. And I mean, maybe it'll maybe it'll make maybe it'll make Jordan Love. I mean, I, some people need that pressure though. So then again, here's the here's the thing, bro. You're talking about a Jordan Love. You're we're talking about Jordan Love here. You know, we're not talking about. You know, some kid that was just like a whiff or who knows. Jordan Love was drafted very high. He was highly sought after. Was. You know what I'm saying? He was sought after by this organization because they moved heaven and earth to go get him from an organization standpoint, right? Like he was a he's not, he's not a poo putt, right? He's a first round quarterback. And so I would be confident with giving Jordan Love a chance, especially having had Jordan sit behind this all-time great quarterback that we talk about in Aaron Rodgers for as long as he sat behind him. You're talking about Jordan Love, who's a three-year quarterback in college. He came out first-round pick. Then he sat behind Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, one of the top five quarterbacks to ever play football in the National Football League. Right. You know, and that's me being generous because I don't even really care too much for for Aaron Rodgers. But his talent is undeniable. His accolades are undeniable. He sat behind one of the best quarter. I think there's some space for for Jordan Love to be the guy next year. Okay, and so with Jordan Love coming into being the guy, that also raises another uncomfortable conversation of Aaron Rodgers having to find another team i mean it's not uncomfortable because i've been calling it all season long aaron Rodgers is going to be an oak uh is it going to be a los angeles raider next year las vegas 
Las Vegas, Vegas. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. It's been a long day for you. Long day. It was a long day of traveling. Plus, I'm gonna be in LA tomorrow. So he, Las he got, Vegas. Uh, he got LA palm trees on his mind. He ain't worried about, yeah, about LA. Yeah, palm oh. trees and SoFi Stadium. Um that would be amazing, bro. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna end up in Vegas, bro. That'd be amazing. He's he's one of my quarterbacks to watch on him. Like he's on my list for quarterbacks on the move. He's one of the several quarterbacks I have on my list on the move next this offseason. I would like to hear that list of quarterbacks on the move that you got. How many you got on there? It's a good list. Um I've got I think Aaron goes to Las Vegas. I think Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the Giants. I think Kirk Cousins goes to the Jets. I think Kirk Cousins ends up in the Jets. I I think if y'all get Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins fits y'all offense. So you think that I assume the only way Kirk leaves – Minnesota's if they're one and done. So you assume they're you assume they're losing in the wild card. Absolutely. <laughs> it's Minnesota. Well, I I don't know why anybody's expecting Minnesota to do anything more than be one and done. Minnesota started this season off with so much steam and so much gusto. And now it's like, where are we going wrong organizationally, right? Minnesota is the is the two seed. Minnesota has lost what two games over the last five weeks? Yes, and both of those games, one I know is not pretty. Dallas, one, Dallas one was to the Cowboys. Dallas handled them. Yeah. Handled them. Yeah, so the two will play the seven seed, and so whoever falls in the seven seed, they're going to probably win that game, of course. I don't expect them to lose that game. Then they'll end up playing the lowest seed that wins – so if that is Dallas and they run into Dallas again, they are going to be dismantled. <laughs> like, like it, they better pray to God they don't play Dallas. They better pray to God they don't play Dallas. And in Minnesota's three L's this season, they were all pl- essentially teams jockeying for playoff position. Philly beat them twenty-four to seven week two. I know that's week two, but Dallas beat them forty to three week eleven, and the Lions just beat them. 34 to 23. So, I mean, these are all teams jockeying for playoff position. Right. So, I, you know, I, I could see, I could see Minnesota making some changes. They're not going to get rid of their head coach. I think Kirk Cousins ends up a jet, right? But that's just me. That's me being extremely speculatory, right? Because I think a lot of things are going to have to change this offseason. It's time for the landscape to change for some organizations that have been same way for so long and i think minnesota is one of those teams that's been the same way for so long it's time for things to change and i think that change starts in the quarterback room i think that change touches adam thielen i think that change touches some of the older guys harrison that strong safety on their defense i think they get younger like they have to get younger at certain places right minnesota doesn't minnesota doesn't cover the football well on defense they can stop the run all day long. They can stop the run all day long. They don't cover deep passes well. 
And when you have a 32, 33-year-old safety that's been locked down into a contract, it's time to move on. Not only him, but Patrick Peterson's seeming like their best cover corner, and he's mid-30s. Listen, listen, but mid-30s. Patrick Peterson is on he's, – he's playing football at a high level, but I think it's because he's got a change of scenery – I don't know how much longer this will last. And so I think there's going to be a change with the Minnesota Vikings, right? Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't bring in some more wide receiver help, right? Because they're no, you're noticing that the best team, that the team with the best wide receiving core in football is hitting their stride right now. And that's the Cincinnati Bengals. They have the best wide receiving core in football. And what happened was, their quarterback played inconsistent first part of the year. People were questioning if he could be the guy, if he could get it done. Next thing you know, they win three straight. They start dusting guys. They like they start they start whipping teams, and it's because their quarterback is going for four hundred a game, three hundred fifty a game. He's throwing the four different targets. They all got seventy five plus, you know, and and that's where football is going. Anytime Dak Prescott plays well, he's throwing the football around to multiple options, you know. Anytime Kansas City is playing well, Patrick Mahomes has divvied up the football. A significant amount of those goes to Travis Kels, but, I mean, you see guys like Juju get in the mix. You see other guys on the roster get into the mix of playing a little bit of football. And so I think that's what Minnesota does. I think Minnesota moves on, so – yeah, Cousins, Cousins, New York Jets. It makes a lot of sense to me. I think New York will get them for a cheap price. New York's not going to try another rookie quarterback. Robert uh, Robert Sala, he doesn't have the longevity to do it for another rookie quarterback. If he does rookie quarterback this time, he's going to be packing his bags. So, and his bags ain't Louie, you know? So, <laughs> shout um, out Prime. Yeah, shout out Prime Time. Um, who else do I have? Lamar Jackson, the Miami. I told you that. You got Tua in concussion protocol again. Tua is in concussion protocol again. Tua might not play football next year. You need a quarterback. Yeah, And Teddy's not the guy. I've seen speculation that Lamar, he's taking a long, hard look at at New York, bro. He's taking a long, hard look at New York, bro. Mm, I hope you don't go to the Jets. Yeah. I hope he don't go to the Jets, bro. I hope he goes back home, bro. That would be great for him to go back home. Yeah. He's a Florida guy. I'd much I, as much of a Jets fan as I am, bro. I feel like we would do a lot worse or a lot harm, a lot more harm to Lamar's career. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, than we would good. Like, sure, we're gonna have cap space. We're gonna be a top five, top ten team cap this year. We can give him $200 million. We can afford to do that. But, I mean, our O-line is terrible. Lackluster. He's got a better O-line in, in Baltimore. Yeah. But he has better weapons. He has better weapons. He will have better weapons with us. But it's just, I mean, Mark Andrews still is the best weapon on the field for either team. So, it's, yeah. I I don't know, bro. Ooh, no, Mark. Compared to the Jets and in the the Ravens, yeah, I would take oh, Mark. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mark Andrews is better than Elijah Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. All our whole tight end room is, doesn't even hold a candlestick to Mark Andrews. So, nah, that's real. 
But now, Miami, I do like Miami a lot. You have been saying that since about episode three, episode four. Man, Lamar Jackson, that offense, oh, my gosh. What is that team missing? That team is missing a quarterback that can do the thing. And the thing that you need a quarterback to do on that team is elongate plays. You need somebody who can – pass outside of the pocket, which they have, right? They have that guy, and it's unfortunate to say that two is not that guy. I he is, bro. They, they need a guy, like you're saying, that can – you're alluding to it, that can play out of structure, bro. Yeah. Tagovailoa is a structure-based quarterback, bro. I agree. He needs somebody agree. that if the structure breaks down, if Mike Medeo says, okay – this is the play to it. We're going to motion Waddle over. He's going to drag. I'm going to clear out this side for him. He's going to hit, and he's going to be able to run for 30 yards. If they're playing a cover two and they jam off and he's sitting right there, you can't make that throw. They need a quarterback that can, okay, that's not open. Let me go to my next read. Let me try to make something happen, scramble out, make yeah. something happen, take four or five yards. Two is not that guy. And I don't blame him. Like like you've alluded to earlier on in the in the the year as well bro he's taken he's had two significant concussions this season I mean I don't blame him for not wanting to scramble out not wanting to take hits not wanting to do this do that I mean it's hey that's how he should play to preserve his body because his body is an asset for him but he just he he can't play out of structure. I look at him on the same level as Mac Jones. They're going to be as good as a talent around him because I feel like if Mac Jones was in that situation, Mac Jones would be just as good as Tua. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of like playing out of that structure, if you have to make plays, we're seeing what Mac Jones is without tremendous weapons. They're a a five hundred team. He's a middling quarterback at best. His coach doesn't believe in him. Like, I just – I like Tua, bro, but I could see them replacing him too. Like you said, bro, I could see them replacing him. And I don't even think they get rid of Tua. I think what happens – I think they'll have to get rid of Tua, you know, and it may be it may be cool, right? Like, because, you know, Tua's little brother is at Maryland. Mm-hmm. And so Tua going to Maryland, being with his little brother, being yeah. having his little brother around close, it might be cool, right? But – you know, you, you try to figure out what things could entice a team to make a transition, right? And I think the Ravens have the ability to keep Lamar with the franchise tag, but they also know if they keep Lamar with the franchise tag, there's a good chance he won't play. Right. Especially after this recent injury he took, because there is no guarantee after the franchise is over. And so if you franchise tag him, you are basically saying we're franchising you to trade you to another team. Exactly. And so that swap for him in Miami may be the best move, in my opinion, because one, he goes home two he gets the he gets everything he has been looking for. He gets the receiver room. He gets the offensive line that is growing. I know they're going to bring in pieces to help make that offensive line a little bit better. He's also going to get some decent backs in the in the running back room. You could do a little bit better there, but it's they're doing it. It's Miami, right? Because it's not like he has a stud in 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 Baltimore. I mean, Chuck Edwards is is injury. He's been hurt. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is the closest thing to a stud, but J.K. Dobbins has been hurt. 
Right. I mean, Kenyon Drake was having a good season, but when Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins came back, he mm-hmm. became obsolete. So, right, I, I agree. I, I hey, me personally, bro, I like their running back room. They they have some good guys. I mean, Mostert's not bad. Uh, yeah. They traded for uh, a, a guy. Chase Edmonds, right? Chase, uh, Chase Edmonds is is who they have. They they yeah. traded Mostert to to San Fran, excuse me, and they got back a good running back. So, I mean, they have good talent in Miami in the running back position. I personally think you could do a lot worse than what they have. I mean, they got a solid offensive lineman. They got a solid offensive line. Uh, Mike Mike Gusecki, he's not bad. He's a good tight end. You know, so they got some good defenders on that team. You got some good corners, man, like – can't see you going wrong going – you can't really go wrong going to Miami. So, if I'm him, I, I'm in the shoes. I'm in Miami, bro. Let me on. Yeah, I, I mean – Let them have to figure out if they're going to sign me. Exactly. Just, just – And the truth that. is – the truth is if they miss the playoffs this year, everybody's going to ask the question, so what went wrong? Mm-hmm. Right? Because they started off hot. They were even winning ball games when Tua was injured. Like – right. That their running back room, just for the people that are listening, Raheem Mostert, they got Miles Gaskins, Jeff Wilson, the third. That's three usable running backs. And when you're yeah. Lamar Jackson, you're the best. I hate to call a black quarterback a running back. I hate to use that term because he's a quarterback, but you're the best runner of the football on my team, anyways. You're the best running. You he's gonna be the best running option if he goes to Tennessee. Exactly. He'll be the best running option if he goes let's to Indiana, uh, Indianapolis. Honest. Like, let's be honest. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Like Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry right. needs 15 carries to essentially break a touchdown. When Lamar only needs four to five, you get loose and right. Like, come on, like I, I agree, bro. I agree. So, right. I mean, he goes to he's the best running back in football. Has no candlestick to Lamar Jackson. And Lamar's a Lamar's the best runner of the football in the NFL, in my opinion. I agree. So him going back to Miami, that would be nice. I would love to see that. Jimmy G going to the Giants, that'd be nice. Kirk Cousins, we flirted back with Kirk Cousins after his third franchise tag with the Commanders. Mm-hmm. And chose the Vikings, which made sense, man. Diggs and Thielen back then, they were just a better team. Kyle Rudolph, that that yeah. offense was primed and ready. Seeing what Keenum did with them, he easily just elevated them. So yeah. I would love that. Uh, Lamar going to Miami, like I mentioned, that's amazing. Um, man, that's that's a lot of change, bro. That's a lot of change. Yeah, I mean, but, but this is a league that's primed and ready for a lot of change, right? Like, there's a lot of significant things happening, man. Like, it's two quarterbacks you didn't mention, though, bro. I know you already believe Geno is going to stay. I personally don't. I, that's where you and I differ. But you didn't mention Jared Goff, bro. What's up with Goff? Is he staying in Detroit? Um, I don't know. See, so this is where I'm conflicted, right? I need to see what does their draft capital look like? Because... I don't think off the top of my head, right, that it makes sense for them to bring in a new quarterback right now. Updated list of Detroit Lions 2023 draft picks. 
So the Lions own their pick. Mm-hmm. They also have the Rams pick. Rams pick, yes. They got that from the Stafford trade. So them winning, it's still a top 10 pick, but. Well, they got a top 10 pick just because the Rams suck. Yeah. So my question would then be, do you use that top 10 pick as a Detroit team and go get a quarterback this early, or do you bring in a defensive piece that can help an Aiden Hutchinson that can help other guys on that team? Or do you bolster the wide receiver room in a decent wide receiver class? Right? Like my mind thinks we can always get a quarterback later because golf isn't bad. Right. Golf was also the first overall pick. Like let's not come seven, 28 years old. He's not old by any he's not old. He's a veteran. He's played for a couple of organizations that have winning type cult. He's played for an organization prior to this with a winning culture because they were going to championship games. They were playing good football. They were 10 win teams when golf was there, you know, they went to the Super Bowl, you know, and so he has the experience. Do we immediately make that transition? Do we immediately make that transition right now? Because they've got two picks in the first, two in the second, one in the third, one in the fifth, and two in the sixth. Yeah. I think that they could get a I think they could get a second to, to fifth round. They've got four picks between second and the fifth round. They can find a quarterback. Yeah. You can find a quarterback who you can come in and groom and mold because there are a lot of quarterbacks on the board this year. You know, like they would fare well having a kid from having that kid from Kentucky. Oh, Levis is going to be a top three, top five pick. I think Levis is going to fall. You think so? I think that I think what's going to happen, I think there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks that fall this year just because the like there's going to be so much quarterback transition. Mm hmm. There's going to be so much quarterback transition that I think there may be an opportunity for them to catch a catch Levis at the second round. And he's only he's only really had one season as a starting quarterback in college. Well, I'll say one successful season. So, yeah, hey, that would not be bad. You know, I'm a huge fan of Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker is all he's I feel like he's not going in the first round with his knee injury. The only issue is he'll be 26 as a rookie. Right issue, twenty six. He's twenty five now. Yeah, he'll he'll be turning twenty six before the draft. Sheesh, <laughs> sheesh, man, that boy almost the same age. <laughs> Yo, he older than me. <laughs> right, sheesh, he older than me. Man, sheesh, uh, that boy living a good life, boy. Is bro, he is five, six years of college, man. I know he. I love college. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm looking, Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud, gone. gone. Anthony Richardson, gone. You don't even have to worry about Anthony Richardson. But it's when you get the quarterback three, when you get the quarterback four, quarterback five, quarterback six, quarterback If you don't get one of those top five or six guys, it's a tail off after that. Because I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say that. A dude from TCU, uh, it's some. Ah, that's nasty. he's a ball player. He, I think his stock is gonna rise. I think he's gonna do something in the playoffs. They're not gonna win no game, but he gonna ball. He a ball player though. He a ball player. They care from. Uh, they care from TCU. But again, bro, that's what I'll say is what I'll say is after Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, there's a significant fall off, and in, in its own right, 
right? Anthony Richardson is a do-it-all guy. He's a bigger body kid who can do a bunch of different things from the quarterback spot. After that, you get more you get more one-dimensional quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, the only the only non one-dimensional guy that's in that that four down to ten is Hayden Hooker Hooker. And the only reason why he's there is because he's a 25-year-old rookie who tore his ACL in November. So he ain't going to play again until maybe these maybe January of 2025. Like, uh, or like 2024 at least. Like, Wild. Yeah, because I'm thinking, so he tore it in November, so we're going to 2023. Yeah, he won't play until 2024. Damn. And that's if he's playing for an organization that needs a quarterback to play now. And he could very well go to a team that, like you said, already has right. a veteran. Right. Why not just let you see? I can really see now that you mentioned that, bro. I can see Hendon Hooker falling. I can see him falling tremendously. You're gonna find you're gonna find a stud. Bo Nix is is entering. Well, they think Bo Nix might enter. I've seen he might go back to Oregon too, bro. He had a good season. If Bo Nix go back to college, that don't make no sense, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. You're too old, bro. Go, go, bro. Just go, go to college. Just go to the league, bro. Jaron Hall. At a uh, BYU, yeah, but I'm not. I would never take another BYU quarterback. I never, <laughs> never, no, never. Zach tainted never. that for you, bro. No, uh, <laughs> bro, I'm, no, bro, a kid, a kid that I've been telling you I'm really high on is Cameron Ward too, bro. I would, if he has another year of eligibility, I would like to see him go back and hone some skills. Yeah, but. He's he he was good at increment word. He had a solid season this year. He just was too inconsistent, man. He did not show up against bigger bigger opponents. Yeah, and I mean he's only a redshirt sophomore, so he's got time. So he has time. Okay, cool. Yeah, so but it's all about it's all about who's in his ear too, right? Because heck, if the Ravens say we're gonna try to start my man uh at uh at quarterback, what's my man playing right now? Oh geez, I don't think they would do that. Uh, I, he knows oh. the offense. What you going? What can you say? A guy, a guy who knows the offense is better than any guy you bring in. You're not wrong. He at least needs a chance. They'd have to give him a chance, bro. Right. That offense has been sputtering with him, bro. They put up. They have not been moving the ball, bro. Like I like Huntley, but bro. The the games he started, I believe he started, he began starting week 13 when Lamar right. got injured, right? Right. Yes. His first game started because Lamar got injured in the, the Denver game. Uh-huh. Got hurt early. Against Denver, week 13, he put up 10 points. Week 14, Huntley started his first game starting the season, put up 16 against Pittsburgh. Week 15, Huntley started, and he put up – he put up three against Cleveland. And then this past weekend, Huntley started and he put up 17 points. It's like they're they are dependent on that defense. Like that defense over yeah. that stretch of games is only giving up about a touchdown, like about seven to ten points. So it's like, but even then, yeah. that's getting to Zach Wilson levels of are you what's going on with the offense? Is the offense letting the defense down? Like what, what's going on? Yeah, well, I'm glad they did what they needed to to clinch this year. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. I'm glad they did what they needed well, to to clinch this year. Um, but what I will say is going back to that Detroit talk mm-hmm. is that I think 
I think Detroit uses one of those later picks to find a quarterback. Okay. I think anything second round after to find a guy. That's respect. I, I don't think they I don't think there's too there's entirely too much talent on the board for you to use your first two draft picks on you know guys that are like on a quarterback when you got a quarterback right now. You know, I I I don't know. I can't I see them doing that, bro. I if they do, you know what I'm saying? It is Detroit. So I've seen I've seen some stupid things over my time. But I just in my mind right now, I don't think it's a safe bet. I do not think it's a safe bet to use those first two picks, especially when you know one of those picks is a top 10 pick. Right. And see, uh, on the first episode of Cape's Corner, when I was doing my mock draft, that pick was actually top five. And I kind of focused on Detroit because I had them taking C.J. Stroud when it was a top three pick. But that was only because Jared Goff wasn't playing this well and Jared Goff didn't have them in the playoff hunt. But over the last four to five weeks, they've been playing extremely well. And, I mean, I know Goff, having Goff as your quarterback is like a roller coaster a lot of times. But, man, when he's on, he's not bad. He's not bad at all. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't be against that either, bro. Um, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this mock draft right here. They've got the pick projected at four. Oh, they got, him, they got him taking CJ Stroud. Mm. See, that's really what I had, bro. Just it just made sense to me. I mean, it, it it was a it was a flawless fit because if if you're like me, if you're like a lot of other NFL heads, execs out there, CJ Stroud's not ready to play day one like Bryce Young is. C.J. Stroud can easily sit behind a guy like Jerry Goff, like you were mentioning, who is a tremendous he's – had, he's had a pretty solid NFL career. It was a season when he was in the MVP discussion. Right. I mean, so it's like he's not bad. You can learn from a lot worse quarterbacks than Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff is a serviceable starter. He's a, he can be a good bridge, mentor quarterback, and Stroud can learn a lot from him. And that's and, why I don't draft a quarterback that high. Because if I'm going to have a guy sitting on the bench just sit, like learning, I'm not going to draft him so high that, you know, we need to flip heaven and earth to be able to keep him if he blows up, right? Like, like I, I don't know. I don't know, man, because you don't want to miss on a talent like C.J. Stroud either. Ooh. But I know for a fact, I know for a fact, they need some more. They could really benefit from some defensive studs that are in this draft. I'm talking BJ Olugulore, the DN linebacker from LSU, stud. And this projection got him going in the second round. Like, like stud. Well, well then that brings the question. We all believe Houston's probably going to take a quarterback at one. I believe Bryce Young will be the pick for them at one. Yeah. The next place that a quarterback looks to go is eight to Carolina, maybe six at Indianapolis. But I feel like Indianapolis is more primed to compete than Detroit is. So it's like if it's not Carolina at eight, you're getting down to like 18 when Detroit picks again. And it's like, do they take a quarterback at 18 if a guy falls? Because Tennessee's already taken their guy, and they gave 
Tannehill, that, that extension. Seattle's probably going to bring back Geno. Green Bay has their guy. I mean, if Houston doesn't take one at one, maybe them at 11. Atlanta has a quarterback. Like, Arizona has a guy. Vegas, they're going to be looking to compete, not have a young guy to to nurture. Like, if we're looking at this, it gets down to 21 with the commanders that looks like a team that really needs a quarterback. I mean, but look at – but so listen, this is what I'm thinking, right? Because if I am – if I'm the the Texans at one, yeah, there are a lot of holes that our team has. Where are we more likely to fill that need at? Is it a, is it a shot at quarterback or is it a chance that we can bring in one of the best defensive prospects that we've seen in a long time? And so if I'm tennis, if, if I'm Houston, it's hard for me not to say Will Anderson is not my first overall pick. It's hard for me not to choose Will Anderson. If we if you go Will Anderson at one, Houston, Houston picks again at 12, right? Houston picks again at 12, but that means the first quarterback won't come off the board until maybe four, maybe eight. Maybe even eight, right? Or, or I'll say four, maybe six. Four, maybe six. Okay. Because I think Indianapolis will go get a quarterback. I think they're going to get a quarterback here. All right. All right. But that means then, let's say the first quarterback comes off the board. If you pick again, if I'm Houston picking again, I still get a chance to get a guy at quarterback like a Will Levis, a guy at quarterback like Anthony Richardson. That's not an L at all. That's not an L. That's not an L. I got the best defensive player in the draft, and I got a top five quarterback in the draft. That's not an L at all. You still have Davis Mills that you can play. I mean, he does, that quarterback doesn't have to play day one because Davis Mills last year looked like a guy. A guy. I mean, he, he – and he's only he's only going to get better because he's had an opportunity to play and he's going to come back in the offseason in the preseason and he's going to compete. So while some folks are saying mm, some folks are saying that maybe it makes sense for them to go one with the quarterback and get uh Bryce Young, I don't like any quarterback that's 5'11. <laughs> Let alone if he's 185 pounds soaking wet. Right. They talking about he's draw comparisons from Kyler Murray. Well, that ain't saying a whole lot, bro. I don't see that. And the reason I say that is because Kyler Murray was like 210. And Kyler Murray also was a 4-4 guy. Like, I don't yeah. know if Bryce Young is a 4-4 yeah. guy. And Kyler Murray could throw 50, 60 yards. I don't know if Bryce yeah. Young can you. I, I agree, bro. It's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to pass on Will Anderson. I agree. And with I, the first overall. Now that you say that, bro, because it would scare me if I'm hanging my hat, putting my organization on the back of a 5'11 quarterback. Right. It would scare me. That would scare right. me. That would scare me a lot. Because we already know we have deficiencies. We're the worst team in football. So what are our issues? We don't have a good offensive line. Terrible. We don't have a really good receiving room. Our defense plays well sometimes because their defense just got a really huge win over the weekend, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes our defense plays well, but we don't play well enough defensively to keep the score low enough for our offense to score enough points to be better than. And so why not start 
with low-hanging, obvious fruit. If I am the Houston Texans, I am drafting Will Anderson first overall. He is the greatest defensive player we have seen in a long time. He's the best. He's the greatest defensive player we've seen in a long time. I'll be honest with you, though, bro. As great as he was last season, the whole year, this season he had some bad lapses, bro. Like, Oh, yeah, he was really undisciplined this year. But that's because when a guy who is – it's almost like a student in the classroom. Whenever a kid in the classroom is acting up, the first thing they want to do is kick him out. But take time to talk to him. Why are you acting up? Well, this is too easy, you know, or – you know, or their distraction is because this is too easy. He's not playing well because college is too easy. He is, it's too easy, bro. I guarantee, I guarantee you, I, I'm, I am 75% certain, 75% certain you put Will Anderson in a position where his team is bad in a league where the best players play. I guarantee you Will Anderson is going to shine bright. And he's going to shine bright because he's going against uh, uh, the Panay Sewells. He's going against the uh, uh, what's the big dog from San Francisco? The uh, tackle. Trent yeah, he's going against the Trent Williams and the Rashawn Slaters and the Lane Johnsons because they're going to challenge him week in and week out yeah. to be the best. College football, Alabama was dom- defensively. Alabama has dominated a lot of teams. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So I think football is too easy for him right now. He is tremendously athletic. He is outstandingly fast. He is Herculesly strong. Like the dude is the dude is a player. I'm not trying to like hop on him, but I mean he's a ball player. He is good, bro. He's I think he's the best player in football. And I would it would be dumb for me to assume that they will pass on him. I can't see it. I, I, I see what you're saying, bro. Uh, a lot of mock drafts now that I think of, I could definitely see the quarterbacks taking a little a little tumble. I personally, like you said, man, Anthony Richardson, he has the tools. Like, yeah. he has the speed, the arm strength. He just doesn't have the reps because he's only been a starter for a season. So, I mean, I like that, bro. If If, just, if we're getting back to the NFC teams that I like, I'm just going to give mine and we'll keep it moving. Uh, you said the Packers. I like the Packers as well. But I like Detroit, bro. It's something about Detroit, man. If yeah, Detroit I like Detroit too. Playoffs, I think – I don't think the Vikings are going to see Detroit as that two versus seven. So it's a, it's a lot of teams don't want to see Detroit right now because Detroit just seems to find a way. Yeah. Like, I, you might beat Detroit. But one thing Detroit going to do is they're going to hit back. Exactly, bro. They're going to hit back. I agree. If if you had to if you had to give an AFC team because the AFC is pretty close to that 6 7 the Chargers are 8 and 6 and they're playing this evening. They're currently they're currently going against the Colts. They're up 7 to 3, 2 minutes till halftime. And the Dolphins are 8 and 7 who just lost pretty significantly with two of throwing those three picks yesterday. You got the Patriots at seven and eight. You got the Jets at seven and eight. The Titans at seven and eight. Pittsburgh at seven and eight. Heck, if you want to be even crazier, the Raiders are six and nine. I mean, Browns are the Browns are officially were eliminated because of their division, but 
I mean, who do you who do you like out of the AFC, man? That could that could be a bracket buster essentially. Like this is March Madness. I'll be honest with you. Dolphins don't get in. I don't think so either, bro. Dolphins don't get in, bro. Dolphins don't get in. I'm cool with them not getting in. That's fine with me. I don't I could care less just because they have Tyreek Hill. And it's like I, I I'm not a hater of Tyreek Hill. I hate that he's not a, on Kansas City team anymore. And I know that Tyreek has like that level of leadership in the postseason that if they get in the postseason, they're gonna play well. So, but I don't think they'll get in just because quarterbacks is too sporadic for me right now. What do you do with two in protocol? Like, where do you go from here? How do we make him better? How do we get him healthier so that he can be serviceable? I don't think they have enough firepower at quarterback right now with the last two games of the season. So um I can't see them playing to it either. And so I don't see them. No, yeah. no, no. Not if he's back in protocol. Not if he's, he's back in protocol. Next week. He's not. Yeah, absolutely not playing next week. And what? So they just lost. Mm-hmm. Miami just lost over the weekend, right? Yes, sir. Miami now will play the Patriots. I think the Patriots get that win with Tua not playing. And then they got us week 18. I think y'all get that win. I think y'all get that win. That means it becomes a coin flip, bro. If if the Patriots beat the Dolphins, which I honestly think they can do as well, they got Buffalo week 18. If Buffalo looks out and beats them and then we went out, we will get into the playoffs with one game over the Patriots, bro. Yeah, but I don't think y'all make it to the playoffs either. Oh. Yeah, I don't think y'all make it to the playoffs either. I'm sitting here looking at what team I think gets in. I think the Patriots get in. I think the Patriots get in, bro. So they went out? Because that's what they that's what it seems like they have to do to get in. And the Patriots play the Bills week 18? Week 18, yes. I don't see them playing Josh Allen that game. <laughs> you don't think they care about the one seed? Because they have to win out to 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 keep y'all at bay. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. Hmm. And I feel like, me personally, Buffalo would much rather be playing in the snow, have teams come to the snow all playoffs than have to. I don't think they beat Cincinnati. They got Cincinnati for the Monday night game. They're not beating Cincinnati. Buffalo? Yeah. Buffalo not beating. No, Cincinnati defense is crazy. So that means mm, that's going to be a Monday night showdown next yeah, week. Yeah, Cincinnati's defense is crazy. Mm. Okay. So going. I think they I think they squeak on that one. Because, I mean, Cincinnati beat us. And, and so did the Bills. So, I mean, that's like that could potentially be the AFC championship game. I don't hold the Bills, L against you guys that much in – this is why, because this Bills team that we're seeing now is a different team than they were when they played y'all. Like, they're kind of – their offense isn't what they were against you guys. I mean, it, call me crazy, but Stephon Diggs was non-existent <laughs> in their game uh, yesterday. And, I mean, they played y'all week six, bro. Like, y'all weren't fully the team y'all are now. They were 100% healthy. If y'all hadn't have slipped up against the Colts, bro, y'all would have been sitting just like Philly. But I mean, yeah, n- neither whether it's neither here nor there. But 
I'd like y'all to win the rest of y'all games. So I mean, yeah. I mean, we got we got the Broncos next week, and then we got the uh, the, the 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 Raiders the week after. Yeah, the Raiders. I knew it was a yeah. yeah. We might not even start Pat for the last game. Ah, right, y'all gonna throw Haney out there? Put my boy Haney out there. Let him get a little burn. Uh, yeah. So AFC. AFC, I got the Patriots getting in, bro. I got the Patriots getting in. I'll be honest with you, bro. If it's not us, I like Pittsburgh to get in. Heck no. Heck I like no. Pittsburgh to get in, bro. Heck no. I only like Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh to win their next two games so that way they're above 500, so that way it still looks good on Mike Tomlin's record. But mm-mm, mm-mm. Pittsburgh not getting in. Pittsburgh ain't got – like, I – I need I need them to win their next two games just so that way they can make Mike Tomlin look like that guy, but they're not getting in, bro. Because if you asking me who you want to see in the playoffs, Pittsburgh or the Patriots, I want to see the Patriots. Really? I'd rather see TJ Watt coming off that edge. Nah, TJ Watt ain't coming off no edge. <laughs> I ain't seen him come off no edge since he came back. Yeah, no, he's been a. Uh... But I did see. Um, my boy out of out of Charlotte come off the edge the other night. He's been he's been hooping, bro. That's yeah, he looked their defense as a whole, bro. Yeah, I seen my man hit that loop, and I was like, "Oop, get out of there, <laughs> get out of there." Damn, bro. I, I I honestly I do like us to make the playoffs over the Patriots because even though they've they've swept us this season, I think Miami gets them, and I definitely think Buffalo gets them. Well, I called in week ten. Y'all want to in the playoffs, bro? I'm sorry, bro. I told you, I told you what was gonna happen too, because you was talking big talk too, bro. You was talking. I told you what was gonna happen, bro. I just want to admit, everybody said my Jets is gonna be a four win, three win, five win team. Be picking. Did I say that again? I knew we would at least be a 500 team this year, competing for the playoffs, which is what we're doing now. So mm, that's what y'all doing. That's what we doing. I ain't gonna say y'all doing that, but oh come on, man, we competing. No way, we competing, bro. We competing. We all can't have a Patrick Mahomes. We doing it our own way. Well, I didn't even mention the Jets when I did my preseason. Y'all didn't, bro. Y'all was sleeping. I don't know why y'all didn't mention us, but it's cool. We we ain't gonna take it to heart too much. But uh, <laughs> anyways, neither here nor there, man. We got to get to some breaking news for y'all, man. Breaking news the day after Christmas at about mm-hmm. 11.30, 12 o'clock, maybe 1 o'clock today, the Broncos gave Nathaniel Hackett the hatchet. hatchet. So Nathaniel Hackett was let go after their debilitating loss to the Los Angeles Rams with Baker Mayfield as starting quarterback 51-14. to this he is one of five head coaches to not make it through his first season as a head coach, and he was four and eleven. So, Sheesh. what's your what's your what's your opinion on Nathaniel Hackett and his firing today, bro? There is no job security in the National Football League whatsoever. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they give you. Five year deals. Yeah, you got five weeks, homeboy. <laughs> you got five weeks, G. Um Nathaniel Hackett, man. I sorry to see you go, brother. Y'all just weren't getting it done. It, it happens. You know, he'll he'll land somewhere. 
he'll land somewhere and be somebody's DC, somebody's OC for a little while. He just needs to be retooled again. Um, but Nathaniel Hackett is one of the many things wrong with that Denver Broncos team. And so I hate that we're blaming him solely for the issues. Um, but, you know, what's next for them, I think. I can see them bringing somebody in like Eric Bieniemy, bro. Really? The Broncos? Yeah, the Broncos, bro. They need some offense on that team, bro. They need some offensive help. They need they need to bring somebody in who can, like, do the thing, bro. I think Nathaniel Hackett was an offensive guy. I think it was like the quarterback coach for the for the uh the Packers, bro. If I'm not mistaken. I think so too, matter of fact. But that's not to say just because you're the quarterback coach don't mean you know how to call offense. Like, you know, like you need somebody who's been calling successful offenses for a long time and who's been doing it at a high rate for a, a long time. A guy who's been an MVP, take his OC. That's true. He's like, looking like he's going to win another MVP this season. So, yeah, oh yeah, it's a it's it's a sad day, man. Because we'd been bagging and ripping on the Denver Broncos all season, man. Yeah, and I honestly thought they were going to give Hackett another year. I really did because I truly didn't feel like, like you said, it was all on him. I mean, when your quarterback's looking like a shell of himself have an injury, your, run, your running back one got injured, your running back two you had to cut because he had fumble issues, right. wide receivers aren't really looking like Studs. catch, and then you trade away arguably one of your best defensive players. It's just it, – it, they seem like they were set up to fail from the jump. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the worst jobs in the league to get, though, bro, and I say that – due to the contract situations and also due to the draft capital, man. All of yeah, them, bro. They gave up to get Russ. Man, it's going to be a tough rebuild for that team. And like you said, like you said off, off cam, bro, nobody's running to come to Denver, bro. It's too cold. I don't want to go there and get headaches. <laughs> like, right. no right. one's coming to Denver. So the altitude, like. Oh, man, I'm over like, Got to pop my ears before I play. Uh, yeah, bro. I, you know, you said something that's a dangerous job. I agree with you. The only way I'm a coach that takes that job is I need to be the general manager. Mm, make my own moves. I need to be the head coach and the general manager. Bill Belichick? You've heard it here first on the Dynasty <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> if Bill Belichick leaves the Patriots and goes to the Denver Broncos, we called it first. Oh, my gosh. Bro. I, oh, my God. We gosh. talked about this off air, Henry. Oh I gosh. think Bill Belichick oh. is looking to leave the Patriots. Bro, if he misses it. the playoffs this year, this will be his third season missing the playoffs in four years of coaching. Yeah, he made the playoffs last year with Mac Jones as a rookie, but they got bounced in the first round. They got bounced, and he didn't make it with Cam. And mm-hmm. then, the, if I'm not mistaken, the year before that, that was Tom Brady's last year. So, so two of the last three seasons, he's been out of the playoffs. Stop it, bro. If he looks to leave, Denver, Russ, Bronco country, let's ride. Bill Belichick by my side. No way. Everything's no way. gonna be all right. 
Let's get it, baby. But, uh, (laughs) but hey, man, like I said, if it happens, we call it here first. But, uh, yeah, man, that's a terrible job. I would not want that job. I would not wish that job on any man. But if except my brother, because if they come calling for you, but you, we taking that job. We moving it, boy. We moving to Denver. I don't care. Hey, listen. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right, I'm going into coach mode. Here, here we go. This is what's gonna happen. This is what's gonna happen. I need to pull up this roster because now that you got my mind working. Yeah, bro. Give me some coach capers, man. Because I need to All hear right. what's gonna happen right. when, when right. they call and give you the job in Denver. Bro. All right, here we, here we go. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> All right. Day one, I come in. I, I bring in my, I bring in my team. I bring in my guys. Shout out to some of my guys out there. Some guys out there that know who they are. They gonna get a job. I'm gonna call them. Um, first and foremost, first and foremost, we're gonna, we're gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and tell. Like I'm the GM. I'm gonna go ahead and make it known, dog. I need two years guaranteed. I need two seasons guaranteed. No conversation. No question about it. I need two years guaranteed at least. They're going to be like, why do you need two years guaranteed? I want to be untouchable because this team is a dumpster fire. And so the only way you put out a dumpster fire is by closing the lid. And when you open it again, you got to deal with the aftermath of what's on the inside of that dumpster. And so here's me closing this. Closing, closing, Joe down. I'm closing it down, G. And so my first thing, like, man, dog, listen, I'm trying to find a roster now. I want to see. Who all is on the ship out of here? Denver. Broncos. Here we go. All right, I'm going to full site. Let me look at the dog. Boy, hacking face out there. And they got Jerry Roseberg as the uh, interim head coach. Mm. He Congratulations, Roseberg, for, uh, for that promotion. Hmm. Okay, so... First thing I do, first thing is first thing I do is I start moving players around for draft capital. This right? is what draft capital looks like right now. You got the first round pick via Sam Fran. You got that in the Bradley Chubb trade. You got your own third round pick. You got the Colts third round pick that you got from last year. You got your own fourth, your own fifth, and you got a six round pick from Pittsburgh. So one, okay. two, three, six draft picks to work with this year. Okay, six draft picks to work with this year. Make sure you keep track of these moves for me, all right? Because I'm going to be moving a little bit quick, all right? Um, Here we go. Cool. All right, so we can't do anything with Russ. That's already a set stone type of thing. We've got to deal with Russ over the next couple of years. Uh, My first trade, my first trade is probably Justin Simmons. I trade Justin Simmons, the strong safety. He's he's a very valuable player in this league. He's a team that he's a player that I think can go to a team and uh farewell. 26 tackles, one forced fumble, five interceptions. He's still a viable option at safety. We talked a little bit about it earlier today that there needs to be some safety upgrades that happen. I trade him to the Minnesota Vikings for a third and a fifth round pick. I think that that's where we'll pull some capital uh from the draft agency. Uh, for, well, for some draft capital, right? I think uh, we trade them to the Vikings for a third and a fifth. Okay. Um, now, let me see. Trade them to the – let me see, my fault. All right. So, we trade him. I trade 
Mm, at this current moment, ah, I try not to touch my defense too much because I want to be able to. Because you've already learn. lost two Pro Bowlers on defense with Chubb during the season and Simmons, so it's like, yeah, man. Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory is out of the house. <laughs> we we put him on the move. He's a strong edge rusher. He's not had a good year this year. He's only got two that sacks on the season. Gave him that huge deal this offseason, bro. Huge. Gave him a huge deal offseason. We go ahead and move him. We move him for whatever we can get. I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a sixth, something like that, something small, right? Um, you said I got a first-round pick? You got a first-round pick from Bradley Chubb, but it's the San Fran pick, so it's <laughs> it's in the 20s. <laughs> Okay. Mm. It's probably like 22 or 23 right now because they're okay. at a three seed. Okay, no worries. Um, I take – I take my first-round pick and – Cortland Sutton, I trade him to Seattle for three overall. Ooh, do you think they'd give you three? Ah, uh, no, scratch that. I trade him to. I trade him to Chicago. I trade Cortland Sutton, my first overall pick, and I got a fourth. Right, I do got a fourth because I just got a fourth for Simmons. Right, you got a third for Simmons, but you do have your own fourth round pick. I trade my own fourth round pick. First, fourth, Cortland Sutton. I trade him to Chicago. I do whatever it takes to get number two. Whoever lands at two, I take the best player off the board here. And that best player, if it's a defensive guy, whether it's Jalen Carter, whether it's Will Anderson, I snag him. I don't want a quarterback here. I think maybe even here if Bajan Robinson is there, bringing a solid running back. At number two? Listen, we're Denver. We're Denver. We need help. We need help. You know, and so I I, I know a running back is high, but the truth is, what can we do when Russ, who has all this money, isn't doing anything? We've got to run the football. And who can we consistently say is running the football for us right now? They have a running back, but he just, he hurt himself, bro. That's the only thing. Let me see. Injured. Yeah, I may need to sit down. No, what we're gonna do this a whole segment. What moves would I make? Mm. And definitely be another segment, bro. Don't even worry about it, Dynasty. We're gonna we're gonna sit down and we're gonna become the head coach. Ah, uh, we do have Javante Williams. Okay, That's so scratch that, bro. You don't need Bijan because Jay Dub is a monster. He's just towards ACL or towards. Okay, don't fair, fair. Don't worry about it. So, but still, I make that move. I move up to two. I bring in the best defensive player. Right, we gotta we gotta get some edge rushing. We gotta get some pass rushing on a quarterback. We've got two really good linebackers who make tackles. They make plays. Uh, Jesse Jewell right now on the season, he's a dog. I mean, he's he's had a great year. You know, his ten tackles a game basically. You know, he had a couple of injuries where he didn't play some games this season, but he's a pretty good pretty good player at the linebacker spot. We got another interior linebacker who's pretty good as well. Um. We need some secondary help. Yeah, because you gotta get past certain some help. Yeah, I, and you know my first my focus is having the best defense in football. We can place Phil. You know how I feel. 
you sign offensive guys, you draft defensive guys, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm using a lot of these draft picks to kind of fill these voids for defenders. So we're trying to fill these voids, but yeah, man, I'm just off the top of my head right now, because the offensive line is young. They aren't atrocious. They aren't that bad. Mm. So far, this is what we got. So just you gotta you're gonna have to eat Russ's deal, trade Justin Simmons to the Vikings for a third and a fifth. The Vikings are a competing team, so I'm pretty sure they would do that. Randy Gregory, we trade him for anything. You can probably I've got in parentheses six round, fifth round, sixth round pick. Sutton a first and a fourth, call up receiver needy team. Chicago, try to get the number two pick, see what it takes to move up to number two. Yeah. And that pick draft best defender. But you either be Jalen Carter or uh Will Will Anderson. So Yeah. Mm. Let me see Russ's deal. Yeah. I think after 2024 it starts to shrink a little bit. Mm-mm. I think it gets worse after that. Really? I think it gets worse after that. I'm pulling it up right now. So Russ's contract breakdown. This is based on uh, Spot Track, the mm-hmm. website spottrack.com. Shout out Spot Track. Shout out Spot Track. They said at 34, his base salary is two million. Signing is 10 million. Uh, cap hit is 17 million. His cap hit is 17 million. 2023, when he's 35 years old, cap hit is 22 mil. 36, 35.4 mil. 37, 54.4 mil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 38 years old, it's be 54, uh, 58.4 mil. 20, uh, when he's 39, it will be 53.4 mil. Okay. And at 40, it will be 54.4 mil. And so what we do, first thing we do off bat, we do this off bat. Yeah, we're going to He's got 124 guaranteed at signing, signing plus 2020, uh, 2022 salary roster bonus, the 2023 salary option bonus, 2024 salary option bonus. He's got 37 million guaranteed you for 2025. You've got to restructure. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. 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 We sit down in the office, we get on a plane. Myself, the general manager, the owner of the football team, Russell and his family, we go on a trip. We do not come back until we have this deal restructured. We do not come back until we have this deal restructured. Absolutely not. Because he literally has our organization gridlocked and broken down for the next five years. Five years. Bro, you were saying at 38, 39, and 40, he's making 53 plus million dollars. His yeah. cap hit is 53 plus million. Absolutely. It's 38, 39, and 40 year old season. That's if he even plays that long, bro. Mm-hmm. bro. I like Russell Wilson as a quarterback, bro. He is not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. That's Patrick Mahomes' money that he's making. Now, in 2026, he has a potential out. Where it's a four-year, one hundred sixty-one million dollars with a thirty-one million dollar dead cap hit. We're not doing that. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, we're not doing that. No, you're not gonna hold us up that way. When that's not happening, wait, bro. You're as, no. as long as you've signed that contract. As long as you got these years on this contract, you're gonna play. But you're Absolutely. gonna structure so we can get the most talent around you, so we can Absolutely. make it make you as game managing as possible. But I'm sorry, bro. 
Absolutely. And I wouldn't be surprised if once we restructured, I trade him. Absolutely. I'm just being real. I'm being real. I'm being so real. We sit on that plane. I tell him and his family all the sweet nothings they need to hear. And as soon as he says, yes, I want to restructure that five-year, $242 million contract, I'll restructure it to a uh, four-year, 180 guaranteed. We'll front load it for the next two years. As soon as he says that to me, I'm like, cool, great. Let's go ahead and get it down on wax. Let's sign this thing, man. So glad to have you. Can't wait to see you in training camp week one. Man, we're really looking forward to you. He gets on and he gets off his plane and he found out he just got traded. <laughs> he finds out he just got traded. I don't know who would take Russell Wilson, bro. Uh, they, listen, okay. I'll trade Russell. I will trade Russell for a seventh. I'm he's gone. Oh, dog, he's gone. He's gone. But it, let's just say we can't trade him, right? Because po- folks, the listeners will probably say, well, man, Coach Cape, Henry, that's re- unrealistic. You're crazy. You're tripping, right? That, yeah, I am. I'm tripping. I'm just being funny for you all. But the truth is, we have to restructure that. We have to restructure this deal. $50 million in a sign-in bonus, and he's got a roster bonus of $5 million while carrying a cap hit of $17 mil. He's got dead cap value of $124 million. A dead cap value of $124 million, dog. That's insane, bro. That's insane, bro. I cannot give you that money, bro. I cannot do that. We have to restructure. We have to restructure, bro. I think you guys have helped us come up with another another topic, another segment for the dynasty years. What would you do as the head coach? Head coach Cape. Head coach, hand dog, what would you do with this team? I'd love that because, yeah, bro, this is a this is a dumpster fire right here. Absolutely, <laughs> Denver's a dumpster fire. So, man, it's it's a lot that needs to be done with that team just to make them worth anything in the future, bro. And like you said, it all starts with getting Russ to restructure that deal, bro. It's it's no question asked, like. If you want to be on this team long term, if you want to help us be successful, you gotta restructure that deal. Like you have to. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous, man. And the kind of just segueing from that topic, we 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 harped on Denver so much. Like I mentioned earlier on, I feel like that's the worst job that somebody could want. Granted, given the the little draft capital they have, the six draft picks coming up in this year with the, the contract situation with Russ and everyone else on that team. Sertain's coming up for a deal soon. He's going to want to be one of the higher-paid corners in football. What do you think is the best available head coaching job? I see they have Denver, Carolina, and Indianapolis. I've already mentioned that Denver is a team I would not want any one of my, <laughs> of my loving and caring about to, you know, have. Because that that's just that's going to be tough. But for you, would you rather have the Broncos head coaching job? Would you rather have the Carolina head coaching job? Would you rather have the Indianapolis Colts head coaching job? Mm, that is an amazing question. I would much rather. Because for me, it might surprise you who I say. I'll be honest with you. I would much rather have the Saints head coaching job that's getting ready to become open. <laughs> 
Really, really. Okay. I would much rather have the Saints head coaching job that's getting ready to become open. And well, I say Saints for a couple of different reasons, right? Because you've got a good defense. You've got some really strong defensive pieces. You've got some offensive weapons that, when healthy, could be some could be some guys. I mean, there's some dudes. Mike Thomas, you can't do it. You can't speak against Mike Thomas right now. Chris Olave, dog. When Alvin Kamara's on his game, he's on his game, and he's the, he's the man. You just need you got Taysom Hill, which is that Swiss Army knife that you knife that you can always do some cool things with. Uh, you need to figure out what we're going to do at quarterback, but that's the fun piece of being a head coach. And I don't think that the I don't think the Saints make the playoffs. I don't think they keep their head coach because there's also speculation that our boy is trying to come back. There's speculation. There's speculation he might be trying to sneak his way back in the league. He's already pulling coaches together, you know. So. Mm-hmm. So for folks who don't know who our boy is, it's Sean Payton. Good old Sean. Good Payton. old Sonny P, baby. Good old Sonny P. He was waiting for the right job to come open. That's why he went. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, listen, what is the right job to come open? Dallas? That's the probably the right job. Him, it probably is Dallas. Yeah, Dallas, because they're gonna pay him, but Dallas, that job ain't coming open. Uh playing this year. Buffalo, Baltimore, like them jobs not coming open, like like I, I've heard he likes the Chargers a lot, but I mean that's a coin flip. I don't know. About yeah, that's that. a coin flip. You you literally just you literally are getting people hyped up just to find out whether or not the Chargers make the playoffs. Like there's a chance the Chargers make the playoffs. There is. Like the Chargers could make the playoffs, and we're not even talking about quarterbacks anymore. We're not even talking about the Chargers' job anymore. Exactly. We're not talking about a quarterback issue there. We're not talking about a talent-wise issue there because that team is loaded. That team is very good. That team is loaded, right? Like, we need to be talking about coaching. And if they make the playoffs, coaching won't be an issue anymore. See, you said Saints, bro. To be honest, I like the Carolina job. I feel like they have something in Carolina, bro. Yeah, and it's sad they're not going to get that Carolina job to uh, to my dog, Wilkes. I think Wilkes might get it, bro. I think Wilkes might get it. They're 4-2 in their last six games. He's won, if I'm not mistaken, they said he's won three straight games as the head coach, four of his last six. Bro, they have a shot to make the playoffs if they beat Tampa Bay next week, bro. In his, in his last few games as their head coach, they beat Detroit, they lost to Pittsburgh, they beat Seattle, they beat Denver, and they lost to Baltimore. So in his last one, two, three, four, five games, he's three and two. If we push it back out to that, he's four and two in his last six games. They they beat Atlanta, yeah, five to fifteen, bro. That defense, that defense is young and that defense is strong, bro. They have some players on that defense, and even though J.C. Horn went down with another season-ending injury this week, man, he he broke his wrist, bro. He needed surgery on his wrist. What? Yeah. Oh, that's even crazy. Though, even though he's had another. Season lost to injury, bro. They have talent on that on that defense, bro. Linebacking core. Shaq Thompson looks like he looked three years ago. Frankie Lubu, stud. Brian Burns, stud. Your tour gross models, stud. Derek Brown, stud. That front seven is valid. Yeah, that's very good. He's supposed to be that guy. He like I said, he keeps getting hurt. They have CJ Henderson back there as well. They have okay DBs. They could do a little better DB wise. But that offense, bro, that offense has potential. That yeah, there's some there's some talent on that offense too. I'm not gonna even sleep on them. But you know, I 
the, the Panthers job is cool. I think the Panthers job is cool. You know, I think that's a good job. I think the job that's going to be open there ain't nobody talking about, you know, and, and I want y'all to hear it for here first on the Dynasty Years podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I think the L.A. Rams job will be wide open. Do you think it's because he wants I don't think to- they fire him. I think he's just tired of coaching. You think so? I just think he's tired of coaching. He doesn't even look like he's enjoying it right now. Because they get getting dusted. Yeah, he don't look like he's enjoying it. But I mean, like, ain't, I mean, he ain't always, the Rams ain't always been great. You know what I'm saying? Like, for him, they've pretty much been good every year, bro. Ah, they've been okay. They've, they've, they've ascended. This is like the, the fall off year. And I could see him saying, like, nah, I'm going to go make a couple million dollars doing some announcing for two years. He's not even 40 years old. He's not. He's a young guy. He's, he's a young dude. Come back. Yeah, he can leave. He can leave for ten years and come back and still have a second wind of a career and as a coach. Oh, most right. Definitely. Yeah, like he could. Dog, there's. I guarantee you, he's gonna be enticed by a CBS deal. He's gonna be enticed by an ESPN deal, and he gonna think about Ooh, it. Amazon Prime. Oh, <laughs> Amazon Prime will make him the face. Bro, they will Bro. because because uh, if I'm not mistaken, the the college football guy, uh, I can't think of his name. Kurt Herb Street. Kurt Herb Street. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, paid. 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 Doesn't he do Amazon Prime? Paid. I don't know if he's Amazon Prime, but I know he makes bread. He's one of those football commentators. I can't remember if it's Fox. You know, it's serious because I've never heard Kurt Herb Street call an NFL game until this season. And, and and that's what I'm saying, bro. But from what they're saying, he more so prefers college to the right. NFL. So, right. I mean, whatever he's doing, I don't see why they wouldn't pay McVay the same amount of bread that they're paying him. And I don't know. I don't know if folks sit. I try my best to listen to every game that Tony Romo calls. Love Tony Romo, man. Tony Romo. Tony Romo is Romo. the smart. Shout out to my dog, Tony Romo, man. I can't oh, wait till they, I can't wait till they put you in the Hall of Fame, bro. Dog, Tony. No, stop it. Tony's getting in, bro. Stop it. Tony's getting in the Hall of Fame, bro. Yeah, he's gonna get in because he was that next great, next very good Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Like that's, the only that's why they doing. got the. That's why they got the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Fame, bro. Or bro. What it's called Tony. Get in the Hall of Fame, bro. Tony. Tony will get in the Hall of Fame, bro. I'm not even gonna do this with you because we've been <laughs> on here all night. I'm not even gonna stretch this episode out any longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Tony gonna get in, bro. But I don't know if people listen to Tony's like Tony talk during his games. He usually runs like the four four o'clock game, the four thirty game, like the the game everybody wants to see, bro. Tony be. I, I watched the game. I watched the game with Tony Romo. Dog sat in the announcer's seat and called six drives back to back to back to back. I'm talking about this team. He called everything they were going to do. The next team going out on defense, like next team going out of office, he called that joint, bro. He was not missing. I'll run a screen here. Screen. <laughs> like, bro, like, uh, they they do power left and have the guard pull and Josh Allen's and score. Power left, Josh Allen's score. He's like, what in the world? <laughs> like, what? Off the game script, bro. What's going on, man? Bro, and Tony be acting like it's effortless. He just, man, like, he's such a football, he's a football guru. That's why, like, 
if Tony was like, yo, I want to, I want to sit down and talk football with y'all, like, dog, I would sit down and talk football with Tony Romo for hours, bro. Oh, definitely, bro. Definitely. With, uh, for hours, bro. Him, him, Peyton, and Eli. Uh, you know, I, I hate that, you know, they're all white men because, I mean, I would talk football with Cam too, right? I love hearing Cam talk football. Cam, like, I love hearing Cam talk football. Cam did this thing before he had grown the hair out where he was talking football, talking about his cadence and giving plays to like this open forum. And I, when I watched Cam, you could see the joy in his eyes. You could see he was happy to play football. Yeah. Like dog, I, man, just to sit down and learn from these guys, man. Like Tony, Tony makes watching football on television fun. He does. Like, because you can't always get to the games, but when you hear Tony talk about it, you'd be like, Oh, Tony really know what he's doing, bro. Like yeah. I wish he would have got a Super Bowl. Bro, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a fan of his commentary too, bro. He's amazing, bro. He's I'm definitely... sick he be wearing them sketchers to work, but hey, yeah, I know that sketcher money just that's as good hey. as that Jordan hey, money. That sketcher money long, right? Hey, that's some different bread right there, bro. Sketchers and Wrangler money. I tell you what, there's some good money in sketchers and Wranglers. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I I'll be the poster boy for a white man work outfit. <laughs> so I will. That's hey. a white man's work outfit. Sketcher and Wrangler jeans. They wear that to work regularly. And it gets the job done, bro. Like you said. All the time. That, 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 it don't matter what the check says on that check. Clear, for real. So. Hey, for real. And as long as it's consistent. As long as it's consistent and legal. Let's throw all those in there. <laughs> yeah, let's throw the legal, please. Legal. But, uh, man, that's, that's pretty much all I had to discuss today, man. We'll definitely try to get another episode out later this week to try to get some predictions done if possible yeah. if not it's okay happy we, holidays happy holidays man we pray that everybody had a tremendous christmas with their families man you know love 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 the time that you can spend with your family man don't never take that for granted ever bro go ahead and start off with the the words of wisdom and it's just kind of like i was saying man Enjoy these times that you have with your family because you don't know how long you'll have them. It's too much stuff happening during today's time. And yeah. People are getting older. You know, time isn't waiting for anybody. So who would have thought we all the way almost in 2023 in the next week? <laughs> so it's right. like I remember when I was – it was 2008. I was a young pup, man. 15 years later, I'm a grown man on my own. So, you know, it's uh, it's tough out here, man. But – Appreciate that time you got with your family and just love everybody, man. So that's all I got for y'all. And I'm going to leave it off to y'all favorite OC. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite OC, man. Back again with some more words of wisdom. I think it'd be cool, bro. When we start, we should start posting some of these words of wisdom. I mean, we'd be dropping, it'd be some serious gems getting dropped here. Um, And this is something that's really been on my heart, been on my mind the past couple of days. Um. You know, I don't ever want anybody to think that I'm perfect, right? I've uh, made a bunch of mistakes in my life. I've made, (laughs) I've affected so many people with my mistakes as many humans have. You know, I've never been, you know, one to think that my mistakes don't affect people. Um, And so one of the human challenges that I have, like one of the personal issues I deal with is forgiving myself. You know, when you reflect on things as you get older, when you look back on the mistakes you made, right? You did something stupid at 21 or, you know, you know, poor interactions or poor decision making 
at 21, right? You look back on this like, man, I shouldn't have did that. Well, learn to forgive yourself. Learn to forgive yourself. Learn to look yourself in the mirror and say, it's okay. You made that mistake and you will move forward from it, right? That mistake has helped you get to this place. That mistake has helped you grow. And so while you've sought forgiveness from those folks that you may have wronged, that you may have offended, that you may have hurt, be okay with once you've sought forgiveness from them, seek forgiveness from yourself. Be okay to look inside yourself and say, it's okay, I can move forward and I'll be fine. There is room, there is capacity for you to love you just as much as you love on other people, okay? And so I want you to feel comfortable with knowing listeners out there, if there's some things that you're dealing with, some challenges that you're facing, some issues that you've run into in your past, and they are things that you constantly think about, think about things that you constantly hold and uh, and regret, let those things go. Be okay. Be okay with letting those things go because I can guarantee you that most of the time, those people that you've bothered, that you're still carrying that hurt from are not thinking about you. <laughs> You know, be okay with saying, I've made a mistake, I've learned from it, and I'm going to grow. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you can't do nothing heinous. You can't, you know, you can't do nothing crazy, right? But if it's, you know, not doing your best in a relationship, not giving your all when you're at this portion of your life, or if it was ever a period of time where you ran into, you know, poor decision making, Right. It is okay. Learn to forgive yourself. Learn to find self-peace. Learn to find that level of acceptance and find ways to move forward. Those are my words of wisdom for today. Man, I appreciate those, bro. I truly do, man. Those are those at home for me. So, you know. Other than that, man, like I said, this has been another tremendously successful episode for the Dynasty. Yeah. Man, you know. Myself, Darius Capers, Kung Fu Cape, Darius Capers on all social medias, my brother. Yes, sir. Henry Capers, long live my reign, all caps on IG. You can also check us out at Capers Cares Foundation on Instagram. You can check us out www.caperscaresfoundation.org. Man, we've got a lot of things coming up for 2023. Super excited. I want to shout it out, Darius, just because you always shout out all the good news. But, man, the Dynasty podcast, man, we're giving away Xboxes in 2023. We're giving away game systems. We're giving away tickets to Dreamville. We've got a lot of big things coming up. We are really, really excited for the subscribers. We're really excited for those folks that have been following and listening to us over the last year. Man, dog, it's crazy. We already got through a whole football season, bro. Like, like a whole regular season, we're going to walk into the playoffs. Uh, we got a lot of really dope things coming up, man, and so – just stick with us, stand by us, continue to love what we talk about, continue to criticize us, and uh, continue to, to to take shots. Talk with us, man. Shout out to the guy who who jumped in our DMs and jumped on our comments on our page, right? He's the bruh, so rude to you, cute dog. I mean, we can always powwow. We can always chat, man. Love to, uh, love to have people who want to talk about different perspectives, man. We're going to challenge you. We expect you to challenge us. This is an opportunity for growth. We doing what we love, man. We doing what we love. So, so Capers cares, man. We got some really dope things coming up too, man. But more importantly than that, the Dynasty Steers podcast is rolling. We are not stopping. We are 
putting every type of like media we can, dog. We cutting videos, we posting. Yeah. We shout out, huge yeah. shout out to Darius. Got to shout you out, my boy. We went fourteen hundred views on our first YouTube video. Little YouTube short. That's a big shout out to you, man. We've been doing numbers since we jumped on YouTube, so we're getting better week in and week out, man. So you know, continue to pray, continue to thank God for the blessings He gives you. To all of our listeners, continue to thank your God, your person, for bless for the way that they bless you, right? Because not everybody has the same concept, but we respect you all the same. And we tell you to continue to be grateful, continue to be, be in a a place of gratification. Cause I know Darius and I are, we've, uh, we've got some special guests. We're trying to bring you all too, man. We don't want to talk about it just yet, but if things, yeah, we gotta, we gotta be super quiet about it, you know, but 2023 is our year, man. 2023 is our year, bro. Darius said it a couple of weeks ago. 2023 is the Dynasty or Podcast year, man. I think this is going to be huge, and I can't wait for this thing to blow up for you, Darius. I'm so proud of you, bro. I appreciate that, bro. I truly do, man. Like Henry mentioned, man, Dynasty is 2023, man. Big things coming. Bro, I missed what he said, man. Yes, we are looking to give at at. Uh, we haven't decided the number yet, man, but we definitely will be. We'll, think, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It out but yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll be getting the either an Xbox or a PlayStation 5 at yeah. one milestone, at another milestone closer to Dreamville. Somebody's going to be getting two free Dreamville tickets. You know, yeah. we are making things happen yeah. this upcoming 2023, man. We got a special, special guest coming. Hopefully, hopefully, you know. Hopefully, hey, everybody God. send up a prayer. Send up a prayer for us because if we get this super special guest, man, I'm so – I. I want to talk about it now, but we can't guarantee that we can talk about it just yet. We'll be transparent to let you know that, like, this is something we're trying hard to make happen. I am very we hard. Can't guarantee it just yet, but uh, if we can, man, if we can make this thing happen, y'all, this would be so huge, crazy. It'll be crazy. This would be crazy for the show. It'll be crazy for the family. It'll be crazy just for like where we we want to take this in the next year, in the next two years. Um. So, you know, just just big shouts out, man. Big shouts out. Send up prayers. Send up, you know, send up all kinds of, of positive thoughts for us, you know, because we are we are working, man. We are working in so many different lanes. So many different lanes. I mean, I'm I'm dealing with a guy with an NBA now. You know what I'm saying? So he hustling and bustling. I'm trying to keep up with him. So keep working, bro. Keep working. <laughs> Last month's price is not this month's price. Yes. Yesterday's price. Yes, sir. Yes, man. Yes, sir. Yes, like he mentioned, man. Just keep praying for us. We we gonna we're gonna definitely keep doing the same for you guys. Twenty twenty three is gonna be a big year for us, man. So yeah. really appreciate y'all for sticking with us this long, man. Until next time, man. The dynasty is we out. Peace.